0: You are listening to the Unofficial Sequels Podcast, with Tom and Crystal. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Or should I say,
1: mature? Why do people pronounce it like that? No one says, nature, they say nature. Fucking weird humans.
0: was you hello. doing hello that's welcome not, when do i ever creepily say hello into a microphone hello hello welcome to the unofficial sequels podcast i'm tom i'm crystal all right <laughs> so let's fucking get this fucking thing stuff fucking arded what do you think
1: what word was that i don't know this is episode number five.
0: This is episode number five. Just like uh, Terry Labonte, right? Wasn't mm-hmm. he number five, the cornflakes car in NASCAR?
1: I don't know. I like Corn Flakes. You wouldn't know
0: your dad's obsessed with NASCAR. I and don't know anything about NASCAR. Sticking his dick in fucking tailpipes and stuff.
1: That's you. You just do that all the time.
0: I'm a terrible person.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, so this week we are discussing...
0: This week we are discussing...
1: I'm gonna slap you.
0: Slap away. Don't knock the pop filter over, though. It it serves no purpose anyway. Mm
1: hmm. All right. So this week we are discussing Pet Cemetery.
0: Pet Cemetery!
1: From 1989.
0: That's right. Pet Cemetery was your choice you picked this week as you are an avid Stephen King fan. Stephen King fan. Stephen King fan he's oh going to spell God. his name like that, I'm going to pronounce it like that. No. Who is this guy, anyway? I'm going to talk down to him. He's some guy I've never heard of before. Okay. So you picked this week, you picked uh, Pet Cemetery adapted what? by him. Literally, he wrote the he, script.
1: Yes, he did. He did write the script. So it is his book that he,
0: adapted. he adapted. his fucking script, too. Yep. And it is not directed by Stephen King.
1: It is directed by Mary Lambert.
0: That's right. Mary Lambert. Isn't there an actor named Christopher Lambert? Wasn't he Raiden? Raiden? Isn't Christopher Lambert Raiden? Is there a relation between the two of them?
1: I have no idea.
0: You don't need to look it up.
1: Okay. No, I have no idea.
0: Okay, so keep keep going with what else you got. Pet Cemetery from 1989.
1: The, uh, yeah, 1989. The book came out in 1983, and then it was adapted a couple years later with a script written by Stephen King.
0: That's right. Okay. So he really stuck it out there on this one. He really wanted something. I also heard that he had a lot of control over this entire production period, and he does make a cameo in this.
1: Yes, and I have read this book. Have you? And it is my one of my favorite books.
0: I wanted to go over a few people that star in this film. There is Dale Midkiff.
1: Yep, only (laughs) I misspelled it in my notes, and I wrote Midriff.
0: No, that's not... Like a mid... <laughs> I know what you an mean. An
1: exposed midriff.
0: No, this is mid-kiff. Mm-hmm. Like, kiss the band if you replaced the S's with F's.
1: Mid-kiff. Gotcha.
0: Mid-kiff. Gotcha. Denise Crosby, mm-hmm. who posed naked for Playboy on several occasions. And who is the last person that I would mention in here that is in this movie? Fred Gwynn. Who's that? You burped. Fred Gwynn. And who is Fred Gwynn?
1: He's Herman Munster.
0: He is! He's old Herman Munster. Mm-hmm. And uh, he well, make, it,
1: Honestly, I feel like he's one of the reasons why I like this movie so much. He's perfect. He's. What is
0: that, your phone?
1: Yeah, it's behind you. Hand it to me.
0: Uh, you know it's your father. I don't even have to look at it. No, it's your it's mother. It's my mom. Probably your father. Am I, I going to answer
1: it while we're recording?
0: Yeah. Speaker.
1: Hello? Did you get your back. I did. How is it? It's good. Terry LaPont.
0: How about the tire pressure thing? Is you still not
1: working? Yeah, but he told me which one it was. It's the rear right one. So we need a new sensor for it? Yeah, it's the rear right tire. Daddy, what number was Terry Labonte in NASCAR? Huh? What number was Terry Labonte in NASCAR? Number five, why? (laughs) I was just wondering. Started out, he was number. He did drive the number 44. He won his first championship in the number number five Kellogg's car awesome cool where are you guys at
0: headed out to eat
1: oh okay we just ate food
0: Yeah, you we're going to
1: forbidden city oh cool alright well everything's good I'll probably does see
0: it feel ba- does it feel better with the new tires I'm sure it
1: does yeah it feels fine they had chick-fil-a take it back to him can put it in there or whatever okay alright I'll see you guys tomorrow probably actually bye, actually, bye. I, pr- I probably won't cause I gotta go out at one o'clock but I might come over early early if maybe not I have no idea alright alright love well, you call. text <laughs> me when you get alright love you love you
0: bye see you, bye. Okay. <laughs> and our first <laughs> interview on the podcast <laughs> Steve <laughs>
1: That's more personal information than I think the audience needs to know. Well,
0: I got to leave it in there with the NASCAR stuff. You so can, can can
1: you cut around
0: it? Yeah, I'll work. Yeah, I'll, okay. I'm going to cut right around. I'm cutting tires. going to take it into the wall. Let me know when you're ready to start again. What are you looking at?
1: Aren't I... these things at HomeGoods you were talking about that were broken?
0: Yeah, that's them. Why?
1: My brother texted them to me. Anyway, con- we'll continue. All right.
0: Okay, so, (laughs) so so yeah, and the film stars Fred Gwynn, Herman Munster, and we'll do a quick factoid that I know you probably want to mention about him in a second here. So, the film had a budget of $11.5 million, and in the box office it ended up bringing in $57.5 million.
1: So is that good?
0: I think it's pretty good.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So, um... Now, as far as the fact about Fred Gwynn, what would that fact be?
1: Fred Gwynn is actually buried in the cemetery right near where we live.
0: What cemetery is that?
1: It is the Sandy Mount... I think it's Sandy Mount Church, right?
0: Right. He is buried in the Sandy Mount Cemetery, which is about three and a half minutes from where my ass is sitting right now. And uh, Uh, he's in an unmarked grave, though. It actually doesn't say it on his Wikipedia page. I already looked at it.
1: I know. But I'm pretty sure... That it's true.
0: No, I've looked into it before okay. on the internet. People have okay. gone there trying to find it, figure out where exactly his corpse has been laid to rest. Because it is literally unmarked. He wanted to be remembered as Fred Gwynn the man, not Fred Gwynn the actor or mm-hmm. monster. Whichever mm-hmm. way you wanted to look at it. also wanted to say that he was the judge in My Cousin Vinny, the yeah. Joe Pesci movie. <laughs> Mm-hmm. which uh, my dad is a huge fan of. Your dad likes NASCAR. My dad likes mafia people and also NASCAR. Mm-hmm. So um, what else? I got a few other notes here. This film was almost directed by George Romero, who pulled Ooh. out to shoot Monkey Shines. What else do I have here? Uh, Stephen King is a huge Ramones fan.
1: Yes, I knew that.
0: Which is why... Um,
1: it is mentioned in the book. I it? believe it's mentioned that... I don't know if he's actually listening to Sheena as a punk rocker. The truck driver um, in the book, but, but in the film, but it's he mentioned is. that if, I'm pretty sure it's mentioning mentions like it has like a paragraph about how like what the truck driver is doing. Well, he needs to he learn how to control
0: his speed. Yeah, <laughs> might even say he needs to learn how to gauge his speed. <laughs> yeah. So. And a thing I wanted to bring up, the common misconception of this film is right in the Ramone song. I don't want to be buried in a pet cemetery. I don't want to live my life again. But the pet cemetery isn't where you go to get buried to live again. It's some other fucking place way further down the trail.
1: You are not a zombie when you come back. You are not the same person. That's what irritates or you. Are you. Not, you're not brain dead in this movie. It is not...
0: Right. It's not what a zombie film like some people say. Gwyn- I
1: think it's Fred Gwynn who explains this, but he says well, he something says sometimes else. sometimes dead is better. Sometimes dead times. is better, yeah. But he says like when he's talking about Timmy or whatever Sometimes
0: like- Eddie Vedder is De- bed debtor. Dead bet bet better debtor. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes Eddie Vedder is better debtor.
1: Better debtor, yep. Betty debtor.
0: Mm-hmm we all of that.
1: Yeah. No.
0: Well, I wanted to put another mention in there about that. On the note that of you getting so upset, this is not a zombie movie. Blah, blah, blah. Do you know who was almost the first choice for the lead actor in this film before it was Dale Midkiff? No. This is going to floor you. Who? Bruce Campbell.
1: I would have, like... Crapped my pants.
0: He was the first (laughs) choice. He would have been great in this movie. A movie about the ones you love get buried and then come back, but they're evil now. Yeah. I feel like he could have been good at that. Yeah. He really... (laughs) It would have made this movie perfect to me, but we'll get more into that later. I
1: I love Bruce Campbell.
0: So Miko or Maiko Hughes is the guy who portrays Gage.
1: The little child, but now he...
0: He's older. He's
1: super cool. I think he does, like, conventions and
0: stuff. Well, did you read about some of his hobbies?
1: No, are they, like, weird? Is he, like, a child molester? Because then I take it back. No,
0: <laughs> no I mean, they're not, it's not anything that extreme. He's got some, you know, unconventional hobbies. He collect. he's an avid bee collector, and he keeps 30,000 bees in a beehive in his backyard. That sounds cool. So, yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. He's kind, he grew up to be a little bit of a weird dude, but, you know.
1: I can completely understand that he bites a, ch- a man's throat open.
0: <laughs> that is true. Did you have any other notes you wanted to say before we take our first break? I just
1: want to say that I'm re- still really mad about them. Co- co- like on Wikipedia, this is classified. If you scroll down to the bottom, as a zombie movie, this is not a zombie movie.
0: <laughs> We've discussed this. Yes,
1: I right. just really want people to well, understand. Why that is it not a zombie movie? You I, die. You, you didn't let me finish to because to you changed directions. Okay. Said that Fred Gwynn said that when he was talking about Timmy or whatever, the guy, they, the the veteran or soldier that they buried in the pet cemetery when he came back, he wasn't the same person. It's because something else comes back. Now, what that is, I have no idea, but it's not a zombie. It's more like a, a demon possession Sometimes or something. Sometimes they like... come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, I'll stop.
0: I get it. I, I understand. It's like uh, that story with... uh, I feel it... They're not zombies, they're infected people or whatever. Got anything else to mention about this? Got a a lot of editing going to be needed in our first segment.
1: Yeah, Um, I wrote bloody disgusting rating of this movie, 4.5 out of 5. Um, And they just gave it a generally positive review. I say it's like mixed on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it only had a 43% rating, which I thought was low. Um, Richard Harrington of the Washington washington post called this movie bland cliched and cheap which i don't really understand (laughs) um i mean i guess i can if you don't like watch horror movies i have no idea i but maybe i'm biased like i said i love this movie so
0: my favorite review slash i hate to use the word professional criticism Mm -hmm. (laughs) because i don't think that criticizing people is a worthy occupation but uh the best professional criticism I saw of this film or review was actually of the second movie. Um and I don't agree with it, I just thought it was funny. He said that the sec- Pet Cemetery two is fifty percent better than Pet Cemetery One, which means it's still horrible. Oh <laughs> I thought that, that was actually kinda funny. Not my thoughts on the film, but yeah. I got a chuckle.
1: Yeah, that's pretty funny.
0: So on that note, uh you ready to take our first break? Uh. And then we will be right back Welcome back to the unofficial sequels podcast. Welcome. So now okay. we're going to look at a little more in depth look at Pet Cemetery and some of our thoughts and feelings that we had for Pet Cemetery. Yes. Crystal, why don't you kick this whole thing off?
1: I'm just throwing this out there. Miko. Hughes uh-huh. as a child is terrifying. He's the scariest child he I've ever is, met.
0: His mean face yeah, he's got a, is the stuff of nightmares. Yeah.
1: I don't know if that's just Slash, I, he
0: kind of looks like your nephew. Just throwing that out there too.
1: My nephew has a pretty creepy mean face.
0: <laughs> your nephew has one hell of a mean I'm face. I'm
1: sorry, Henry. <laughs> um maybe that's just because I really don't like children, but like he gives me the creeps. Like he makes this movie creepy. Like he, he It's does. a creepy movie, but I mean it's just like, ugh.
0: No, he, he's perfect. Uh, and, and I did make a, a few notes, actually, to that fact myself. He's He just has that, like, creepy kid vibe that this kid is evil. And even though it's two feet high, could cause me serious bodily harm.
1: He probably was just evil the whole time because he throws shit at his sister and he's just like, uh-oh. And you're like, ew, get away from me, you <laughs> creep.
0: Yeah, when he's when he's chucking stuff at everyone yeah. at the table. He's yeah. like <laughs> Yeah. I know, it's really reminds me of your nephew. Anyway, so <laughs> let's uh let's get into our notes for this thing. You go ahead. Yeah,
1: I like the little epitaphs on the graves. When mm-hmm. they and they kind of read them a little bit. They're kind of overlapping overlapping mm-hmm. in the beginning. <laughs> but I like the one about Biffer. He was my favorite. I don't know what Biffer was. I'm guessing some sort of scent dog.
0: <laughs> Biffer the butt sniffer.
1: Yeah, he's Biffer Biffer, quite a sniffer until he died. He made us richer.
0: Okay. Poor Biffer. He was like a well, circus was... animal or yeah. something. They exploited him.
1: Ori then... he, or he was like a I don't I don't know cuz like all the animals are like older. Like this place in 89
0: and Well, they died. Fred
1: Gwyn No, I mean like Fred Gwyn's dog died in like 1924 or whatever. He said 1927. So, I mean, mm. I don't know what Biffer did. He was some sort of police dog or
0: something sniffed the wrong ass yeah <laughs> so why do people say realtor realtor yeah it's realtor there's no a in there just saying people say realtor all the time it's real i don't know
1: i say realtor
0: okay just well, i just wrote that in there there was probably because it's easier on the tongue a realtor realtor are you really a realtor? <laughs> can't say that I thought that when uh what's his what's his name uh the guy with the brains for war, war
1: Victor w- Pascal
0: Victor Pascal not necessarily when he was dead but when they were wheeling him into the hospital which actually looked like a school to me
1: It is it's a university of Maine
0: Okay when they were wheeling him into there uh the special effects on his brain were phenomenal
1: Yeah no that part See, that part I thought was really good because I feel like everybody did a really good job. Like, all the kids that were, like, friends with him, like, holding mm-hmm. him. It really seemed like it really like a real accident. Like, it just seemed genuine to me. Like, they were like, help him. You got hit by a car. And they're, like, carrying him on a towel. And, and they're like, oh, well, we can't really do anything for him.
0: <laughs> yeah. See, I kind of disagree because I would have been like, yeah, this guy's helpless. His fucking brains are falling out of his skull. Yeah. You know what, what I mean? Prob- yeah. Let's just steal the money out of his wallet and move on. That's how I would Well, they don't
1: note this in the movie, or at least that, from what I remember, but the reason, other than through his dress, but he's actually like a runner, like a cross-country person, and he gets hit by a truck when he's like out running. And they are on a campus, like a university campus. That's why it looks like that, but he works. Um, Lewis Creed, played by Dale Midkiff, mm-hmm. is... Uh, Doctor at the University of Maine,
0: so. Yeah, like I said, I would have just taken his money and moved on. <laughs> Victor Cash Cow. <laughs> Sorry, that's the only reason I said that again. I wanted to put that corny joke in there.
1: Oh, okay, it's okay. No, but his... Yeah, his brain's pretty much hanging out, and it does look really cool. There's he's a part, hopeless. There's a part where, like, right before he... He's dead, but right before he wakes up to, like, say some prophetic things to Lewis there's like blood like squirting out of his brain that's really cool
0: <laughs> yeah not to jump ahead but my favorite special effect is actually at the end of this movie when uh dale midkiff kisses his wife and there's like gooey pus ooze coming out of her eye that drips right into his mouth Ew. it's like that's a real wet kiss there. Yeah. so anyway that's at the end let's skip back and get on track um the thing that i want to bring up and uh, I'm gonna have to talk about this later when I rate this film. Mm-hmm. I can't stand the dad in this movie. Dale Midkiff. I think he's a terrible fucking Lewis? actor. Yeah. Lewis. what's his name? Lewis uh Lewis Creed. Lewis Creed seems like a fine character. The actor is fucking god awful. Yeah. And now that I knew now that I know that it was almost Bruce Campbell. Uh,
1: he should have been Bruce Campbell.
0: Yeah, it would have been it, Bruce would have been perfect, but
1: yeah, he's just kind of bland.
0: He's oh, I wrote here, <laughs> which
1: I guess is why that guy wrote that about in the Washington Post or whatever.
0: He's extremely bland. I wrote "emotionless dick bag." <laughs> There's a scene in here where they find Church for the, the first time for the cat, and they're peeling him off the grass the c- or whatever. It's and not he's,
1: funny. It's really sad. But he I shows
0: love it. no emotion whatsoever. And here's this is exactly what he goes. He goes, "Yep, that's Church, all right." Like that's that's the that's the limit of his expression of sadness. I yep, noticed that's that Churchill, too. Right. I was
1: like, well, it's your daughter's cat. I know she takes care of it and stuff. But I feel like I'd be sad too if my kid's cat got ran over because I also like animals. Maybe he just doesn't like animals.
0: Yep, that's Churchill. Right. I don't know. Let's yeah. Peel him off the ground here.
1: Yeah, he's kind of frosted to the ground.
0: In another note, there's a scene where uh, Fred Gwynn is talking about how he thinks he's the one responsible for all this madness. And he's, like, he, like, starts crying. He's, like, does this thing with his hand. Like, I can't believe I did this. And yeah. it was, like, I was, like, man, that's a good, that's a classical actor right there. Yeah. And the other guy is just, like, oh, when do I get my smoke break? I mean, it was, uh. yeah, Dale Midkiff sucks, dude. And he was horrible in this, and he didn't ruin the movie. I don't think the movie can be ruined by just one actor. But he, and the, the chemistry between him
1: and Denise Crosby?
0: There's none. No. It's so dead that the only time you believe there's any chemistry is when she's dead at the end and he's making out with her. That's the only time that I ever believe there's anything between you're, the two you're of
1: You're right, because it's not like they have a troubled marriage until all this shit happens, but they don't seem like they're a couple. No, it's, and it's It's not it's intentional.
0: It's, it's really bad. He's just a bad actor. He's he's not a good actor at all. So don't, what what uh, what notes did you have?
1: Um, There's a part where Ellie, the little girl, says, like, she basically was basically like, fuck God, it's my cat. He can get his own cat. Yeah, that was funny. And I was like, well, yeah, I guess I get that, because cats are, like, the devil, so maybe God doesn't get his own cat.
0: No. God doesn't <laughs> get a cat.
1: Um, I like Church. I think he's creepy. I don't... I felt bad for the cat at the end when he... they put it to sleep, because I didn't know if they actually, like, tranquilized the cat. Because he, like, picks it up and its eyes are open. I don't know. Like, mm. can you train a cat to, like, lay there? Or do they actually I, tranquilize it? I don't know. But I, either I way, know. I was like, oh kitty. So. And they put, like, jam and stuff on the cats and dogs in this movie. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. To color, to color them with blood. It's like jam.
0: They did make their specific note in the credits of the film that no animals were harmed in the making of well, this Well, I think picture. any
1: movie any movie that has animals in it, you have to... Put that in there, even
0: if it's not true,
1: no, I mean, it's like certified or something like they have animal people that help with the movie and they say no animals were harmed.
0: I was watching Revenge of the Creature the other day, and in the very beginning, there's a scene where there's a, a bird, it's like a seagull or something, I don't know. And it's uh, maybe not a seagull, I don't know what the fuck it is, I don't know birds, but uh, the gill man reaches up and grabs the bird off of a log and pulls it down into the water. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is that animal cruelty? I don't know.
1: So, I don't know. Usually, they have somebody on stage that's I mean, that handling, was 1956. But I was just saying, in this movie, I just felt bad for the cat because it looked a little rough at the end. I don't... I don't. They obviously didn't kill the cat, but like it looked a little rough at the
0: end. <laughs> I'm sure he was fine. And they had a full... Um, dummy cat, too, by the way, that looked amazing. So, I think a lot of it wasn't even him. So, um... What else do I have here? So, my favorite scene in this entire movie, and uh, you gotta understand how much I like church. Mm -hmm. Specifically, uh, newly undead church. Mm -hmm. I guess you would consider church undead. Um, Well... Well, we don't want he's, to call it Zombie Church and have you throw. Well, a whole that's fit still again.
1: undead. I just call him Other Church.
0: Okay, so Church Two. <laughs> when Other Church comes back and he's wreaking all kinds of havoc, uh, my favorite scene with Church is where Dale Midkiff is in the bathtub. <laughs> yeah and church just throws a dead rat just right into the tub like take this dead rat bitch and it's just like it's really funny cuz it's a huge rat and it's all gutty and bloody and yeah. just falls into the tub and the guy's like what the fuck and he see, looks up I, and church is like
1: yeah. meow, meow, bitch
0: so it's just like see
1: but i thought that was kind of funny because i thought cats bring you gifts when they like you so maybe but maybe he was just doing No he the was spider. terrorizing him church <laughs> okay. is
0: amazing and uh, that's that's my favorite my favorite scene in the entire film okay you go crystal um so
1: i noticed that like i said that fred gwynn's character like has all this stuff happen to him like he knows about the pet cemetery like he buries his dog spot up there and it's evil and then he they bury that timmy guy up there he's also evil why the fuck does fred gwynn suggest any of this to lewis if that's happened to him personally
0: Because he forgot he was too busy (laughs) drinking the Budweiser that changes how many he's drank from shot to shot. I don't know if you saw the continuity errors on that, but holy lord. No. (laughs) You know, I mean, anyway, so, yeah, he drinks and smokes on the porch a lot. A pretty cool guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna tell you, I don't think a lot of this film doesn't make sense to me, like, the character motivations, but I don't care. It's just a, a horror movie that I enjoy. Yeah. I'm not gonna look too much into it, but... Yeah, if you start really digging, a lot of the, a lot of the actions of the characters don't exactly add up and don't seem reasonable, and that kind of goes into my next note. So, there's a character in this named Missy. Yes. And um, the
1: the helper. She's like yeah, she was in
0: a couple X Files episodes too. Um, So Missy decides to kill herself. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, she's uh, got
1: stomach problems.
0: Well, here's, here's what it says. She commits suicide and leaves a note, and the note says, I'm pretty sure I have cancer. And I'm just like, really? You don't want to check first? Because she knows a doctor. She just, she kills herself on the assumption that she, she has cancer.
1: She's a larger character in the book. I know that doesn't matter, but... Um,
0: don't you think you'd want to do a little really check bad, first to make sure? She has really
1: bad stomach pain. She can't handle it anymore.
0: What if she just has like r- diarrhea or something? no and she's hanging herself for no reason. She knows a doctor. I don't know. And she refuses his help. And she's like, she's, I can't take the pain. She's
1: sick mentally and physically. So
0: I just thought that that was really stupid. You know, I'm 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 pretty sure I have cancer, well, and I'm gonna hang myself from a noose because of it.
1: That her. probably wasn't the main reason.
0: I think it was. She was like, oh, my she was, sick in the, she
1: was sick in the head, too. She was that's all... not
0: acknowledged anywhere in the movie that she had a mental problem.
1: She had depression if she killed herself.
0: <laughs> she killed herself because of the pain. Her note said, I'm sure I have cancer. I can't take the pain anymore. Well, and you... then she hung herself from a noose. Okay. But and when she says, I'm sure I have cancer, that's implying that she doesn't actually know. She's guessing. She's basically saying, I'm guessing I have cancer, so I'm going to hang myself. By the way, I know a real doctor who could tell me if I have cancer and try and help me. But nope, I'm just going to hang myself because I'm a fucking dumbass. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I felt about Missy. Okay. You don't feel the same way, though.
1: I don't know. I really don't care either way about Missy.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, they put her in the movie, so I feel like she had to serve some sort of purpose.
1: She really didn't need to be there.
0: No, there were a lot of things that didn't need to be there. They were only in the movie because Stephen King wrote the script. Yeah. So he put stuff in there that didn't need to be there. He's not a film. He's not a, a screenwriter.
1: He did Maximum Overdrive.
0: Well, he directed that too. Yeah. Uh, that's actually a pretty good movie if you ask me. But yeah. all right. What else do you have?
1: Um, so do doctors actually have like special scalpel boxes and whatnot, like a chef knife? Because I feel like it's really <laughs> unsanitary.
0: Um, they probably do. <laughs> okay. I mean, I,
1: cuz Gage goes and grabs one from this like velvety box and that's what he kills people with.
0: Yeah, like I don't know for Fred sure, and, but uh,
1: Achilles tendon with it.
0: I assume that they do. I don't know, they probably ordered out of like a catalog or something, like, you know, the surgeon's catalog or something. I I don't know. Um, Surgeon Monthly or something. All right. So, um So, Denise Crosby in this, what was the name of her sister? Zelda. Zelda. Zelda's hot as fuck. What did you think about Zelda? Zelda
1: Zelda is played by a man because they couldn't find a woman who had the bone structure they were looking for.
0: I'll give her some bone structure. My bone. Don't talk to me. (laughs) Um... I wrote, what else did I write in here? Gage is the original Sour Patch Kid. Never mind, that's not even that funny. What? What is that? I, I, don't, I don't even understand what that meant. I think there was another part to that that I didn't actually write down. So, okay. I just scribble all kinds of shit, and uh, I'm only reading it because you said you've got no more notes, so now I'm just kind of running through mine. How I told can, you
1: I took really terrible notes, and they don't make sense now that I'm looking at them.
0: How can Gage dial a phone? Um... Amazing flying jump from the attic, <laughs> yeah. which, I th- <laughs> which I thought was cool. Um, I wrote, yeah, Gage has amazing mean face. Um,
1: he like, milked, dials- milked,
0: milked it for all it's worth.
1: That's how you know he's not a zombie, he dials a telephone. Yeah. <laughs> and he calls, Daddy, I'm here, or whatever the fuck he says.
0: And then uh... oh,
1: I played with mommy, and now I'm going to play with you. What I like when he. <laughs> I like when he goes.
0: No fair! No fair! No fair! Yeah. Um, the the magnets and decorations on the refrigerator continue to change long after the kids are either dead slash no longer in the house. <laughs> I thought that that was kind of it's strange. Lewis. It's Lewis. He's just killing <laughs> He's just, time. Yeah, just with me, the little me. letters. Yeah, you know, writing on there. Cage, come home. So. uh... Well, I guess that's all we got for the notes. Uh, my rating for this, I gave it a 7 out of 10. I feel like it's a pretty good movie. I feel like the actors kind of suck. At least the main... Dale Midgift kind of sucks. Denise Crosby's all right, but now that I know that Bruce Campbell was almost uh, the main character, Lewis Green? Creed. Creed. Creed? Um I, I don't know, I just... It's a 7 out of 10 instead of an 8 just because I don't like the main actor at all. I think he's pretty terrible, actually, so...
1: I like the story enough to ignore Lewis... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, not the character, but the acting. Right. Um, so I give this movie an 8 out of 10. I love this story. I think it's creepy and sad and weird. And I don't know. I like animals. <laughs> okay.
0: All I'm right, Fred so uh, on that note, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back with our sequel ideas for Pet Cemetery. And we're back. So this is the part of the podcast where we discuss our sequel ideas. This week we're doing Pet Cemetery. So who's gonna start this thing off? Me or you? You. Me? (laughs) Why me?
1: Because your ideas are probably better.
0: Okay. All right. So I guess I'll start it off. So my first idea is uh, all of the pets who have died and then come back from the Pet Cemetery get together and start a traveling stage show called tale to the king <laughs> and this is where they put on their little plays and little theatrical performances and reenact all of the classic stephen king stories okay okay and a few of the ones they'll be doing are uh the paul shank redemption okay first starter. okay sit okay the green pile in the backyard.
1: That's disgusting. Because you want to hear a really gross story. Sure. But I went over my parents today,
0: uh-huh. and
1: Milo had pooped a giant green turd on the sidewalk, <laughs> and nobody cleaned it up. And it was just your really, parents never clean anything. It of this was stuff really disgusting. It was really dis- like it was like fluorescent green. Okay.
0: Well, good for him.
1: The green pile.
0: The green pile. Um, collie. Okay. The Bark Tower.
1: Ooh, I like that one.
0: And Barnyard Shift, a <laughs> musical that takes place in the town of Derry. <laughs> oh my god. It's so easy to entertain you. I know. So let's hear one of yours. Let's so hear yours. So I
1: started thinking like you. Okay. <laughs> so here's a really bad one that I thought of. Oh, I was... <laughs> thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Um I'll give you I'll go from worst the worst ones that I thought like I'll just pick randomly. Okay, so what this one is Gage Creed dead versus Danny Torrens who is alive and it's called The Shinatary.
0: Oh my god, the Shinatary? That is horrible. Now it's that really is just bad. horrible. It's really bad. Wow. <laughs> the Shinatary. Okay. <laughs> It's so bad, it's kind of funny. Hold on, oh, no, really, the cat's getting in the way. I gotta, it's,
1: it's really bad.
0: Come on, Shina Terry, get out of here.
1: <laughs> I'm not as funny as you are.
0: <laughs> the Shina Terry. Oh, my God. <laughs> no wonder you wanted me to go first. <laughs> okay, on to my next one, I guess. So, um, what else do I have on here? I'll give you
1: another one if you want.
0: Okay, yeah, give me another one. So,
1: I also had a, a funny thing where, like, the animals from the Pet cemetery they, like, have a, a group.
0: Okay. Uh, but this
1: is an animated religious Sunday morning cartoon about okay. why to fear the devil. It's called Church's Church. <laughs> that's,
0: that's pretty funny.
1: It's really bad. Uh, and he's voiced by, voiced by Anthony Hopkins, so okay. he's really creepy sounding. <laughs> and uh, they teach you lessons about Men's hearts and sour ground and how not to drive your truck over, kids.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) There should be a part where they tell that it's not good to squeal on your friends and tell on your friends. And then it'll be like, this is what we do to rats. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Throw them in bathtubs. Uh Take them out.
0: So, uh, what else do I have? I've got two more ideas. The next one is, uh... I got thinking about Stephen King on sort of a broader spectrum of the man, the myth, the legend, who he is, and how much money he's made, not only off of his horror books, but all of his stuff that's been adapted into films. I mean, the number one ranked movie on IMDb is The Shawshank Redemption. Um, hes If you were to talk about horror writers of all time, I mean, there's Poe, and I get that, but really Stephen King's number one. There's nothing even close. He's so successful, it's like he's not even human. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started to really think about it. Maybe he's not human. Okay. And then I got an idea for a sequel idea to this, kind of, but more about Stephen King. And I was kind of inspired by the uh, the Zodiac movie where <laughs> there's like the reporter that uh, is investigating who the Zodiac killer is. Mm-hmm. Well, this guy—Jake Gyllenhaal. This guy is invest. Maybe it's played by Jake Gyllenhaal in this also. It's a crossover kind of. <laughs> so this guy des- des- decides that there's no way Stephen King can be human, and he realizes that if you take the misspelling of cemetery,
1: mm-hmm.
0: of dairy, the town. Uh huh. End of Stephen King's first name with the PH. Uh If you take the letters from these words Uh and put them together, it's an anagram. And if you solve the anagram, it comes out to be a shaper, as in short for shapeshifter, as in Stephen King is a reptilian humanoid shapeshifter of a lizard bloodline. (laughs)
1: Lizard blood And
0: the movie will be called The Lizard King. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Is that too much?
1: That's amazing.
0: Okay, so that was a bad idea, I guess. No, I like that one. All right, what else do you um, have?
1: So my sequel idea stars Owen Wilson, and he reprises his role as Sad Pet Dad John from Marley and Me. <laughs> okay. And uh, it's called Marley and Meat.
0: Marley and Meat?
1: Yes. I don't know, because his other dog gets run over by a truck, and it's basically just another pile of meat for some reason oh, they okay. move. They uh, move <laughs> over from California or wherever the fuck they lived in Marley and Me to Maine for some reason, and their new dog, Maggie, gets hit by a car. And well, why don't
0: they just bring Marley to the pet cemetery, and then Marley can come back?
1: You didn't let me finish my idea.
0: It should be called Marley so, Rising.
1: So they had another dog, and they also died because he's a sad pet dad, uh, and then... Uh, Marley and Maggie both get buried in the pet cemeteries, and they go on like a best dog friend adventure after that because it's a happy movie. Because Marley and Me is a terrible sad movie about a dog dying, so I figured this could be a happy movie. It'd be half animated, half live action, like Rock Doodle.
0: <laughs> is that is that? Yeah. I'm gonna jump onto that. So here's how it actually happens: Marley and Me, the second, the sequel, mm-hmm. crossed over with Pet Cemetery. They bring Marley back to life, Uh through the cemetery. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
0: But then Marley just ends up walking out in the road again and gets hit by a guy on a motorcycle. And we call the movie Marley Davidson. (laughs) Okay. What do you think?
1: That's pretty good.
0: Okay. You got anything else?
1: Um, I just wrote that I really wanted to see more of the prequel side of it, because we did see a little bit of, like, that crazy guy from the war that was there. That was pretty fucked up. And, uh, like, where, like, who figured out... I mean, I know that the Native Americans knew that it was bad land, but who figured out in the first place that they shouldn't bury their shit there?
0: I think it's just a local legend. So, uh...
1: Oh, okay. Well, I want to know more about that.
0: So, I got one more big idea and then a bunch of little ones. My next one is a crossover with another Stephen King, uh, franchise. This will be called Eleven Twenty Two 2 <laughs> okay so what happens here is
1: <clears throat> so eleven twenty
0: two 632 yes no you're right that's that's what year it is it's 632 <laughs> okay. so um donald trump is elected president okay and him being in office threatens the end of the world and they try and say you know what are we going to do to fix this problem and they decide the only way to fix it is to get JFK's bones and put him in the pet cemetery and bring him back to life so he can be president again.
1: Okay, so is he like an animated skeleton? Yeah, he's just come I'm all for that, like, jangly bones. Like, hey, right. how you it's doing? Old,
0: ah. It's old jangling Johnny, okay? <laughs> so they're going to bring jangling Johnny back. Yeah. Donald <laughs> Trump hears about this, and he can't stand it. He can't let this happen. So what he decides is Donald Trump somehow invents a time machine. Or kinda of like in the book, somehow He, he finds gets, a hole
1: in time. He finds
0: a hole in time and he goes back to Gil JFK again, and he is actually the second gunman. Oh, okay. And the film uh is called eleven twenty two sixty three two, the Trump car.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> okay. So
0: that's my last big idea. What else do you have?
1: I don't have anything else.
0: Alright, so I got a bunch of other little mini ones I'll run through. A crossover with Church and Rufus, the reanimated cat from Reanimator. Aww. Um, A guy goes to the graveyard where they come back. He takes some of the dirt or soil from there and puts it into a hair gel that becomes regenerating and sells it to bald people so their hair grows back. These is he are, like
1: a, a carpet, like a carpet bagger, or whatever they call them, like a door-to-door salesman? Yeah, he's a businessman.
0: He's a door-to-door salesman. This is his get-rich-quick scheme. Um, the dad loses everything in life except for, let's say, he doesn't get stabbed by Denise Crosby at the end. And since she's all like dark and goth and evil now, they start a black metal band called Burning Churches. <laughs> okay. Um. There's a guy that happens to be rock climbing right there where the cemetery is. He trips and falls, Mm -hmm. but then lands into the circle. So he comes back to life. Uh And every time he tries to climb out of there, he just keeps tripping and falling and landing back into the circle. And it's just this process that happens over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, So when you put, when people come back, good people turn evil, you know, right there. Yeah. Uh, So what if you put serial killers there? Maybe when they come back, they come back good. So they use this sort of thing as like a rehabilitation thing for offenders. They kill them and bury them there, and then they come back good people. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, that's all I got.
1: That's all you got?
0: Yeah, well, I think that was a pretty fair amount.
1: Yeah, that was pretty good. Okay.
0: So is that it for today? Yeah. All right, and that's it for the Unofficial Sequels podcast. We will see you next time. I'm Tom. I'm Crystal. And that's that.